gospel on this January the 22nd in the year of our Lord 20... I'm sorry, January the 23rd in the year of our Lord 2024. (laughs) I'm ahead of myself. And we're going to be listening today to Son of God, Eternal Savior. vicarage 
And so he stayed in the trailer and became a pastor. And he was the organist at Reformation Lutheran Church, where another of my field workers, David Pelsu, was pastor until he retired earlier this year. Yeah, I knew there was a connection. Yep, yep. Well, with all the field workers I had, we're bound to get some kind of connection. (laughs) It's a great hymn. I love it. Son of God, eternal Savior. If you would want to start with the first stanza, please. Okay. Son of God, eternal Savior, source of life and truth and grace, word made flesh, whose birth among us hallows all our human race. You, our head, who throned in glory, for your own will ever plead. Fill us with your love and pity. Heal heal our wrongs and help our need. Now, as usual, these hymns can have a lot of Bible verses behind them. It says he's the source of life and truth and grace. What Bible verse would be talking about him being the source of life? Oh, let's see. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Excellent. What's a Bible source for truth? I am the way, the truth, and the life. <laughs> exactly. No one, yeah, the same the same verse. And how about grace? Oh, let's see. Um, the law came, let's see, I can't give you the, the reference, but it, the, the law came through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's uh, both Galatians and Romans talks about that. Okay. Those are my favorite books. Uh, in the Old Testament, uh, I, I'm sorry, in the in the Bible, right? Uh, before we go on, I want to quote a Bible verse, and I want you to tell me if it's from the Old Testament or the New Testament. Oh boy! Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. I'm going to say the Old Testament, Tom. I'm not absolutely sure, but I'm going to guess the Old Testament, because I think what you're trying to show is that there's a lot of gospel in the Old Testament. Well said. That is from Psalm 32, verses 1 to 7. I mean, many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one not who obeys the Lord, but who trusts in the Lord. Right, right. So salvation is through faith, not through obedience. That's right. And that's faith Old alone. Testament. That's yes. right. So what is it talking about when it says, Word made flesh. Whose birth among us hallows all our human race. That's an interesting line because, um, well, uh, I think we think of his redemption. Uh, 
his suffering and death on the cross, which hallows all the human race. But really, by association, uh, the fact that he he loved, you know, it's like that one verse, I think it's Psalm 8, 4, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou care for him? I mean, by association, what other creature has uh, has the Son of God uh, identified so closely with other than man? I always like talking about the shuns of Jesus. And the first one is the word made flesh, incarnation. Incarnation, then right. Then the crucifixion. Right. Then the resurrection. And then what's the final one? Ascension. Exactly. So it's his word made flesh that that hallows all our human race. How can him becoming a human being hallow our human race? Well, that's I would say I would say by association, as I said, what is man that thou art mindful of him? What is man that you have loved him so much that you actually became human flesh along with us? He didn't become a cow or a horse or a dog, but he took on human flesh. And he therefore hallowed humanity yeah, and, by never and sinning. Dying on the cross for our sins and rising from the dead for our justification. Yes, and in your introduction to this hymn, Tom, you mentioned uh, uh, social gospel. I think I think the the hymn writer had in mind that uh, you know we reach out to all people. Christ came for all people, not just uh, not just our own. Uh, ethnic group, or uh, uh, but for all, all nations. Yes, in fact, the next lines talk that way. You are head who throned in glory for your own will ever plead. Who are his own? Well, that would be, uh, you know, he, he, he loves, well, uh, He's our advocate and defender. In fact, um, he uh, he pleads at the right hand of God the Father. He pleads for all of us. Would, let me ask you this. Would that be just his elect? Yes. That's only his own. His own. His elect. His chosen the and elect. The devils, the false teachers are not his own. Right. And that's why he fills us with his love and pity. Yes. Heal our wrongs and help our need. Yes. And yet, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So there, there is love for all people. Uh, but as you, as you have uh, said, he's our advocate. He's our advocate and our defender. And he petitions his own dear Heavenly Father in behalf of of his elect. Well said. All right. I'll do stanza two. As you, Lord, have lived for others, so may we for others live. Freely have your gifts been granted. Freely may your servants give. Yours the gold, 
and yours the silver, yours the wealth of land and sea, we but stewards of your bounty held in solemn trust will be. So this shows the Christian lifestyle. Yeah. Tom, this I think this would serve as a good offertory hymn, uh, a hymn to be sung before the offering is collected. Um, and it, it, it reminds me, too, of, uh, I think, a hymn that we sang uh, last Sunday, uh, Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moment and my days. In other, that, that, that too, is offertory. Uh, his is the gold, his is the silver. Yes. And why do we live for others? We love because he first loved us. We're motivated because by his love. The very first line. Very first line, yes. Which, which line? Uh, oh, Son of God, Eternal Savior, source of life and truth and grace. No, no, no. We're on the second stanza. Okay. As you, Lord, have lived for others, so may we for others live. That we love because the motivation. he first loved us. What? That's the motivation. Right. That he lived for others. That's right. Freely have your gifts been granted. What are gifts that we have received? I think of that line, Tom, freely have you received, freely give. What gifts have we been granted? Every, everything that he's given us for, for life, our, our salvation, forgiveness of sins, everything that we, everything that we utilize to uh, support this, this life and our work and our family, our loved ones, it's all, it's all his gift. And what's the biggest gift? Life and salvation, forgiveness of sins, faith. Exactly. That's the gift that we receive from Jesus, the forgiveness of sins. He said that at the cross, did he not? Yes. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Yes. And that's why we are forgiven. Because of his request to the Father. Yours the gold and yours the silver. Yours the wealth of land and sea. Why is that brought into this hymn? Well, again, this is, uh, this is uh, keeping in mind society's needs and our love for the whole human race, our, our our brothers and sisters of all of all uh, socioeconomic backgrounds and of all nations. Um, uh, yours, the wealth. We 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 try to help others with the with the the gifts that you have given us. And it may not be gold or silver. No. But in a sense, it's better than gold and silver. Right. And therefore, 
we use what God has given us to aid the others. That's right. That's really the task of the church. We don't love people in order to get to heaven. No. We love people because Jesus loved people. Right. We love because he first loved us. Well said. That's good. So it ends, we but stewards of your bounty. What's a steward? Steward is somebody that, uh, a servant that is entrusted with uh, with uh, goods or whatever the case may be. We're stewards. We're uh we're responsible for the gifts that he's given us, and uh, those are we're not just to be selfish and keep them to ourselves, but we're also to help others with the gifts that he's given us. We're everything that he's given us is on loan. It's it's you know we can't take it with us. Uh, we can send it ahead, I suppose you could say, but uh, we can't we can't all that he has given us throughout our life. We cannot take it with us. We're we're only stewards for a time. After offerings are given, I will often say, we give thee but thine own, whatever the gift may be, all that we have is thine alone, a trust, O Lord, from thee. That's right. It reminds me of that parable where the head of the farmer had to leave for a while and he left money for his servants to do business while he was gone. Yes. And remember, well, a couple of the servants did business, but there was one who hid the money. Why? Yes. He was he was afraid. Uh, yep. he, he, he did not trust his master, and he knew he was a... He he had in mind that he was a difficult man to deal with, and so he hid it in the ground. And so when the master comes back, he says, here's your, I think it was a talent. Was it a talent that he gave him? Or oh, yeah. It was an amount of, amount of treasure, amount of money, and but that's it hadn't increased. He hadn't done anything with it. He just hid it in the ground. And he said to the master, I knew you are a hard man. Yes. You reap where you do not sow, etc. Yes. Who was he, he really no, describing? He had no trust. He had no trust in uh, in his Lord at all. No, who was he really describing? Well, he wasn't describing God. Who was he describing? Uh, I would say, uh, would you say the devil? Absolutely. Well, That's the characteristics of the devil. Yeah. That he reaps where he has not sown, etc. Yeah. Well, it's also a characteristic of sinful man uh, that is not. But that is, is the devil. Yeah. Sinful okay. man, unrepentant man is part right. of the devil. Right. That's right. Okay, good. Stanza three, please. All right. Come, O Christ, and reign among us, King of love and Prince of peace. Hush the storm of strife and passion, 
bid its cruel discords cease. By your patient years of toiling, by your silent hours of pain, quench our fevered thirst of pleasure, stem our selfish greed of gain. That's a that's powerful a, verse, isn't it? That is, that, that's one of the best uh, stanzas in the whole hymn. Yeah, I love that stanza. Yep. King of love and prince of peace. Being prince of peace, what's the peace that he has brought to the world? The peace that surpasses all understanding. The peace that only he can give us, not the world. And what specifically is the person of the Trinity who gives us that peace now? The Holy Spirit. And God the Father. Yes. Very, very important that we were separated from God because of our sin. But because of the death of Jesus Christ, that separation is nullified. And we now have peace with God the Father. Who therefore takes care of us. Right. Now, do you find that happening in your congregations you preach at where the storms of strife and passion tend to cease? Oh yes. Uh yes, I, I would I would agree with that. And uh um, of course there's always you know, there's always you take any congregation has its petty uh, petty disagreements, petty bickerings—you know—that's just part of our old Adam that we that we yep. uh, that we uh, still have to uh, continually work at keeping down. Uh, I think, Tom. I think that uh, where it talks about um, hush the storm of strife and passion, I think that's talking about uh, humankind in general. You know that while we are are uh, working to help others does not just cease with uh, helping them with our gifts and our, uh, but also with our prayers. We pray that yes. wars would cease. We pray that strife and, and uh, discord would cease in the, in the world at large. Now, what I find interesting is this one phrase by your silent hours of pain, Yes. What I find interesting about that, why silent hours? Well, because there's no telling how much he suffered um, during his uh, during his earthly ministry. I mean, there were times when he had to, to he just had to leave his disciples and go off by himself and commune with his heavenly Father. There's there's we I don't think we have a real good idea of all the of all the difficulty and the and the pain and the sorrow that he suffered on his own. He he was not one to uh he was not one to really uh talk about it very much. Although uh I think on the night that he was betrayed, the night in Gethsemane, that was especially a time when he was, he said, I'm, I'm extremely sorrowful, even unto death. Yes. The fact that when you and I have 
silent hours of pain, it's normally because we are willingly accepting that pain for whatever reason. Uh-huh. And that was the will of Christ. Right. All right. Stanza four, please. Son of God, eternal Savior, source of life and truth and grace, word made flesh, whose birth among us hallows all our human race. By your praying, by your willing, that your people should be one. Grant, O oh grant our hope's fruition, here on earth your will be done. Now, one would think that that verse would end rather than here on earth, here in heaven, your will be done. But it says, no, here on earth. Why is that significant? Well, think of the, uh, think of the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done on earth as, in, as it is in heaven. Excellent. Excellent. So... We are actually experiencing a foretaste of heaven while we are here on earth because pain is often taken care of by the patient years of Jesus toiling. Our fevered thirst of pleasure is stemmed and our selfish greed of gain is minimized. What what's a selfish greed of grain? Well, that's uh, that's our old Adam. You know, we always yeah. think of our let's take of our take care of ourselves first. Or it, we can't we don't we're not able to help others. Let's help ourselves. Uh, that's that's our old Adam. Always kind of thinks of ourselves first. Yeah, the world's view is, if I'm going to do something good, what's in it for me? Yeah. What kind of recognition will I get? Exactly. Well, thanks so very much for helping us with this great hymn, Son of God, Eternal Savior, that also the setting by Henry Gerke. Tomorrow we'll be continuing with the book of Proverbs. We only have two more lessons in the book of Proverbs. So join us tomorrow at 9.30. I'm Tom Baker. That was Mark Smith. God bless you. Listen to Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your checkout to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.